0: What up guys, Dr. Vic here, and you're listening to another episode on The Mindful Experiment. Excited to have you here and on, if you're listening in audio, if you're listening to us on YouTube, or listening to this on social media. Today's topic is something that has been really expanded and really came to more awareness in like the last three years. It's something that's been around for ever since I've been studying the brain, neuroscience, behavioral neurology, and so forth how the brain works, why we do certain things as we do them and so forth. But it's it's coming to understand all about confirmation bias. And I'm going to actually do a multitude of episodes on this to kind of break down that perspective. I got notes up here on my computer to the right, so I am going to be diving deep into this concept to really open up what this is, how it affects us not only in just our relationships, but business, money, decision making processes, our health. And so much more how the brain narrows things and how it misses the mark, how it fools us, uh, and how it creates sins, as I said, miss the mark, and so many more things. So <clears throat> without further ado, I want to keep this short, nice and sweet. So there's gonna be multiple parts of this so I can keep it a little bit easy to digest over some periods of time. So let's look at what is, <clears throat> you know, looking at confirmation bias in itself. And so confirmation bias is just when you... Believe something to be true. And that's all you hone in on. That's all you look at. You don't pay attention to anything else. It's this is what's true, or this is what I feel is right. And you're going to use everything in your power to show that is true and ignore everything else. For some people, they do this intentionally. For majority of us, we actually do this unconsciously. We don't realize that we're doing that. And this is why it's So powerful. This is where the work I do with business clients, coaching and one-on-one clients and so forth, is I'm trying to unravel that process to have them see things in a different light, to move away from their subconscious mind programs or constructs of what they believe to be true, or why success should be this way, or what's the things that we need to do to become successful. That's all part of confirmation bias. And it really plays a huge role, like in our lives, and really affects us in many ways. So let's let's break down then a couple things here that kind of just gives us an understanding to what really is it or how does it how do we do this in life and one of the easiest things is what you choose if you watch the news who do you listen to right if you're republican you probably favor more fox news uh, i think it's mac one news max news tells you i don't pay attention to these things. Um, and then there's the, a Newsmax, I think it is. And then the other one is if you're more liberal, Democratic-like, you are going to probably listen more to CNN. You don't go to the other side and listen. And when you, if you do, you have your defense walls up going to say, oh, let's see how much stupid stuff they're saying. Or let me look at this. And let me say all the things. You know what I mean? We get in that way of defense. And I'll talk about why that happens. But that's just when it comes to looking at the aspects of pol- politics. We can get into religion. Same thing we can get into looking at with what happened with COVID, right? When we look at that aspect, there was one side that was saying, this is, you know, X, Y, Z, we need to mask. We need to do this. The other side was saying, no, we don't. And what was happening is people would be so hooked and so honed in on to whatever the belief was to show support and look for that. And they wouldn't look at the other side, but we do this with even social media echoes, right? Uh, they call them echo chambers. Um, and it's one of the things how the algorithm works. It's actually going to pull more of that for you. So you see what you're looking for so you can get stuck into that pattern. It actually creates more decisiveness in uh, in culture, in society from that. Because you can say, well, I don't believe this and I believe that. And I, I, you look up all these things and the social media picks up on those, those algorithms. It does track what you look at, picks up on your cookies. And from there, you're going to see more content relates to that. And you're going to build up an echo chamber. And so you think this is just what it is because you keep seeing it. There's an old truth. It was a propaganda law back in the 40s, 30s, 40s, Hitler regime. and It would say, say a lie lie enough, loud loud enough and long enough, and people will believe it. And what happens is is that when you constantly are hearing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, you're not only just believing it more and it's going to be easy to persuade you but you're also going to start to put that into your belief system and defend it. And then confirmation bias is going to come because you're going to start picking out how that is true and support that. It's a whole reinforcement process. But you can do this with just information, science. Like I don't argue, back when I first came out of chiropractic school, even when I was in chiropractic school, I would argue research. And I would argue with maybe individuals, I had confirmation bias. I'll admit 100%, I had confirmation bias. I was against the big machine, big pharma. And it was one of those things where I would always look for research to support me. As I got older, I got a little wiser. And what I've learned about science, it's bought and paid for. What I have learned about science is that you can find something. This is what's unique about science now. Is you can find something that is totally against something. And you can find some other article that's totally for it. Who's right? Here's the thing. Let's de- let's use let's go into health for a little bit here, and let's go ahead and let's talk about coffee. Right, there's two sides to coffee. It's one of the most heavily researched topics, and I can't tell you how many times there's always an article I'm reading that talks about the benefits of coffee, and then I'll read another article that talk about the negatives of coffee. Who's right? The science is so bipolar when it comes to that. It's on two polar sides. The same thing with chocolate. That's another one that's heavily researched. And right now in society, we have this whole thing about sobriety and people pulling away from alcohol and how negative alcohol it is. And people are jumping on the bandwagon doing that. And here, I want to be completely honest. I drink less than eight to 10 drinks a year, okay? Just want you to understand that. It is May 24th today doing this recording. I haven't had one drink this year. So am I against alcohol? Absolutely not. Am I... Don't drink it because of all the negative effects? Absolutely not. For me, I I I have I've always had this feeling that alcohol opens us up to things. I'm not gonna make this topic about it. But for me, right? So I'm not caring what other things are. I'm gonna talk about for myself. I don't enjoy it. Right. There's once in a while I do in a certain situation or circumstance where I'm like, you know what, I wouldn't mind having a little scotch. And I usually have I have an ounce, not much, one ounce of a nice scotch. And I just enjoy that with a nice cigar. I only have a cigar once a year if that. Um, and so it's one of the things that once in a while, I would like that. It's a choice. It's a preference. Okay. So, but when we look at these kind of things, we, we have that. And so we get on these bad ones. I used to argue a lot with vegans. I'm, I'm, I'm being very transparent. I have nothing against vegans. There are health decisions and choices I have an issue with, but it's because of how they come about it. Like I've been more attacked by vegans and every single stay away informed than to have actually a discussion of just understanding what works for you. And that's all that matters. My position now is that I don't care what you do, just whatever works for you and that you can monitor your health and you can monitor these processes and you can see how it benefits you and your health overall. That's all that matters. But they want to like, you know, it's be like, oh, meat here. And they're like, oh, you eat meat. Oh, you just want cancer. It's like, hold up. You know, you have confirmation bias, you're picking research articles, and this is how studies are done. This is how the China study was done. The original China study was done, where they were picking countries that fit the narrative so they could pull the research, do research there, that would fit their narrative of what they wanted to do. This is science in a nutshell, guys. You can fight me on this. You can argue with me on this. At the end of the day, science, they pick things out so they can get better results to prove something. That's why I said science is bought and paid for. And then sometimes it's people supporting it, but sometimes it's like, well, we want to prove that this works. So they do. They'll look at the studies, and as they go, they'll clean up things along the way that may mess up the study, so they can prove a little bit more how that study works. It's just how science is. I've been researching articles now for seventeen years, and it 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 doesn't it doesn't. Uh, I'm not shocked when I see things like this, but that's just when it comes to that. But we can have, we all have it in some way, shape, or form, confirmation bias, and you want to be very mindful of it. One of the ways that helped me break through this is I used to have conversations with people on a variety of health topics, cancers, heart disease, diabetes. I would talk about um, vaccines. I would talk about all these different topics. And I was just spewing out things that I was told from my uh, research that I was listening to, the studies that I listened to, the the groups I was a part of, chiropractic, the holistic practitioners, all those things, right? Right. So I just became, I just spewed whatever they were saying. Then I started to go, you know what? What I want to do is I want to level up. What if they're right in some way or they could be? If I stay on this side with my echo chamber and everything else, how am I going to learn, expand, grow, and evolve? How am I going to understand their arguments and understand where they may be coming from, which may be flawed? It may be, and I could be too. And just see where that all comes from. And so that's what I started to do. And what happened was, and I was happy I did this after I got out of my head and started to really listen and just go and listen to what they do and say, I actually started to dive deep in and understand their world better. So then I knew their talking points. I knew where they were getting their research from. I would know where their stuff was coming from that made me understand them better, but also understand where was challenging myself. And saying what's right, what's wrong, and where's the middle ground in this? And this is where you can level up in your life when it comes to things like, you know, breaking through that conscious um, confirmation bias and not letting those things get the best of you. But we do this with consumer choices, why we choose one product over another and why that's great. We do this in personal relationships. If so-and-so is gossiping you or said this guy is such an a-hole or this girl is that, you know what, whatever the names are. And you believe that what your mind starts to do is it's going to look for that to be true. And all you're going to see is that, and you're going to miss out on all the positive qualities. This was something my mom taught me years and years ago. I was in, I think it was eighth grade, seventh grade or eighth grade math. No, it was, was, sorry. No, it was freshman year high school. And I had a teacher who was to me very boring um, it was math. I love math, but this was boring. His approach, just everything. I just didn't like, right? I was listening to all the people around me say the same things. That's what I kept looking for. I saw it. So I went with the confirmation bias and I wasn't doing good in class. My mom was like, why are you too good in math? you actually, you like math. You're really good at it. And <clears throat> I was like, teacher's boring, blah, blah, blah. I started using all those points, right? Everything that I was being told, I saw and used that. So then all of a sudden what happened was, is my mom goes, well, let's just find one thing that you like about them. Just find one and see if that changes things. You know, see, just just focus on that, only that. And that was great advice. I didn't realize how great that advice was. What I was almost getting a C. What ended up happening was halfway in, I started to do that. And I found like these little characteristics But he had like a little interesting uh, sense of humor, which I found that was humorous. And I started to look at other things. I started to appreciate them in a different light than everyone else was seeing. And what that did is help me open up. And I started to be more accepting. And what ended up happening is my grade went from close to a C, I got an A in the class. And I learned that, I wish I knew what that was back then, but I've learned to then from that moment on, always have an open mind. So I would always, and I, I didn't realize I did this, but when people would do this with someone else or somebody was like this, or you'll be like, I remember be like, oh, this person's going to be such a, you know what? And then, uh, um, or if I'm temping at an office, they'll warn me about a patient and be like, Oh, this patient's one of these types of patients, you know, just a heads up, X, Y, Z. I would just be like, whatever. And I go in there and I come out and they'll be like, she was smiling or they were smiling or wow, you're, they're usually a talker. You were in and out pretty quick. Um, and I'm like, it's just, you, I looked at it from a different angle than what you guys were seeing. And they just look at me. So confirmation bias, we use it in many different ways. We use it in relationships. We use this in our own relationships when we're first starting. When you find that person that you like and you start dating them, you have confirmation bias. You're ignoring all their negatives because you're so hooked on the positives. That's all you're focusing on. It takes about six weeks to three months, and all of a sudden, honeymoon phase is over. And then here comes now. The mind starts to see these things. They see a pattern. They can't ignore it because it's breaking down that confirmation bias. I just want to take a quick break here and just share with you, if you've been enjoying this episode, please do me a huge favor and just share it with a friend, a family member, someone that you know would benefit or enjoy listening to this just like you are. If this is your first time listening to the episode, please subscribe if you haven't done so already. It allows you not to miss another update or episode release that we do. If you're enjoying this, please do me a huge favor and share a review on whatever platform that you listen to at uh, the podcast on. It it helps expand our reach and our mission out there, and so much more. Now, let's go ahead and let's get back to the show. So this is how we kind of use these things and, and so forth. And this is where, you know, taking it from my studies on behavioral neurology and so forth, this is the psychological aspects of humans, how we evolve and how we adapted in life. One of the problems we have, we have a selective attention we choose what we wanna pay attention to and that becomes our world. But I wanna take this a little deeper because there is a part of your brain called the reticular activating system. I heard motivational speakers starting to talk about this and personal help, you know, self-help and all this stuff. And it's great that I hear that because this is something I've been researching and studying for over 10 years. And it helped me understand how the brain works and it narrows its focus. What the RES does, and you've heard me talk about this on this podcast, it's a huge filter. It filters out information that you don't deem valuable. So when we have selective attention, we're choosing what matters to us and what we value. And that's the only thing that you're going to see. This is pure confirmation bias in a nutshell. And so the key factor then becomes when it comes to you choosing or seeing, you're being selective to what you want to see rather than what you can open your mind to and see the contradictories of the information or a different angle of something. Because what you want to do in your life is understand that there is you are, you are most likely, you're not 100% right. No one is. There's no such thing as 100% truth. There's no such thing as 100% being right. Um, there is percentages of that. And you'll have to understand that you can see things from a different angle. What helps me is always thinking that I'm not right, or I'm eventually going to be wrong. And what that will do is it allows me then to keep an open mind to see from different angles, what could be and what may not be. So this is something you want to look at. So also there's motivated, motivate, you know, your motivated reasoning to things. What are you motivated behind it? Like, Um, is it to sometimes maybe protect the self image? Is it something like your beliefs and values, which most of the time our beliefs are in our subconscious mind that you don't realize you're you're, you're protecting, but it looks at that. And what we do is we reject anything that doesn't rationalize or align with them. This is why when someone brings up something that's against the herd, it may be an idea, something to do circumstances. We're going to reject it at first. We're going to mock it, laugh at it, reject it. And then eventually we open up to it. And this is the same concept for me as being a business coach who teaches quantum principles, neuroscience, getting into universal laws and how to tap into your vibe and mindset. And you focus there most of the time, it changes your whole reality and you can have success that way. And I have a very good, strong track record of having clients who have done that. But when I promote this into the business world and to chiropractors, they look at me like I'm selling snake oil because they think, no, what success is and what business is, is this. And they don't realize that's confirmation bias, and they'll prove it, right? Oh, look what Grant Cardone says, or look what uh, this billionaire says, or so look at this self, look at this motivational speaker who's killing it in business. Look at this person that's doing it there. They do it, and they said it's action, it's work, it's grind, it's hustle, it's this. That's what makes success. No, 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 no. That's just one avenue of it. There's multitudes of it. Now, if you want to go do that and you want to go be working your your butt off and tail off and build your ego to say I did the hard work and it was all me at the end of the day, so be it. I have a different approach on how I look at things. I'm not saying that my way is absolutely right. I think personally, though, based on my own personal experiences, I think it's better. It's more effective. You're more efficient. And again, you have to understand it's based on my personal experiences in business and life and also the hundreds of plus entrepreneurs I've worked with. Now, I'm using a little confirmation bias because I'm using my people that I've worked with and shown that it worked for them, too. But the key factor is that's just that. But if you are in the other way, then hey, so be it. You know, we have cognitive dissonance, we have beliefs, perseverance, where we hold on to beliefs no matter what, we have emotional bias, right? What do we feel that we want to have? Um, And also social influence is a big one that we don't realize. So I mean, these are some of the things that create these kind of processes that allow us to um, allow for confirmation bias to affect us in some way, shape or form. So here's another way that I want to explain it. And I'm giving you guys a lot of avenues to this because again, like I said, I extensively research and study these things. And so one of the things is that I want you to think of having confirmation confirmation bias as being closed-minded. Right. Even some of the greatest people that I've listened to and you know, watch and listen, to, you know, maybe read their stuff on Facebook or Instagram or maybe LinkedIn, they'll project, like right now, a lot of people think, oh, the dollar's going to collapse populations are going to go under. We are going to get away from the constructs of what we've ever done in this history of time. And what's going to happen is all of us are going to end up going to work. We, either people who have own land or those who can't afford it will work with people and create this collectiveness. And I'm like, that's confirmation bias because what they're doing is they're using, and they used one example, a couple examples that supported their statement. And I sit there and I go, that's just confirmation bias because the way I look at things is that That's just in one avenue, but there's many different avenues, many different ways things are going to go. And nobody knows which way that's going to go. Confirmation bias, one thing you want to be aware of is when you feel overly confident about something in the future that hasn't happened. When you're like, no, this is how it's going to end up. This is what it's going to be. Here's what's going to happen. Just watch. That's your ego. You don't know that. Nobody knows that. It's like when it comes to sports, it makes me, uh, I used to laugh about this when I first got into this stuff. And I I don't mean this in a negative way. I'm just saying like, people will be like, Oh, when it comes to this and this, it's going to be, this team's going to win. It's just going to happen. Well, how do you know you have confirmation bias? Well, because here's a confirmation bias. Oh, because look at them in this, or they beat them in the old season. Or look at this numbers here. Oh, they have a better quarterback. and running in this, I'm talking football. It could be baseball too. And you look at, oh, they have the best ERA. They have the best offense. They have the best this. That's confirmation bias. You don't know. No one does. Be prepared to be wrong when it comes to these things. Another thing when it came to us overall as society, as humans, is that we have very limited resources when we use our mind. I want you to understand that your left brain, I've said this before on the podcast, it can only process seven bits of information plus or minus two, okay? That's very limited. We only can see a slim perspective out of the whole totality of things. The work I teach with clients is always to get out of that limitation and try to get more into a, a broader perspective. And I use different aspects and tools and my systems that I use in my coaching to help people have a different system to tap into that gives you actually that much, million to million and a half to two million bits of information. It's a lot more pieces of information. You don't understand what that is, but you can break it down based on feeling. So there's those kind of things. We also have like group, tribalism. Right, I'm with my tribe. This is what we believe. This is another form of echo chambers. We, you, if you look at the history of humanity and look at different cultures and evolutionary processes, like there was a, I was sharing this on a podcast. I was being interviewed on. I was watching the show called a uh, Netflix called The Last Kingdom, which it really grabbed my attention. Lately, I've been into like night movies uh, or shows, and I get it's, it's it always amazes me. How the stuff I watch actually has a huge parallel to my life. I can pull stuff out that relates to where I'm at and helping me through something. It's, it's just crazy how these things work out, and it, it, it's one of the things where I was seeing confirmation bias, tribalism, conf- you know, all these different things, persuasions, how to create diversity, how to have you know society be supported based upon you know whatever it may be Danes versus the Saxons, right? And how the Danes were these heathens, and, and they used religion to separate, and they used the differences of you know, society, and they got society behind it, and showing all these different stuff. And, and vice versa, the Danes had their own perspective. And it's just these confirmation biases. Both of them are not right. They're using stereotypes against one another, which only divides. And then they believe those things to be the absolute truth. And, and so it, the point is, is this tribalism exists, and you want to be careful of what you do. I grew up in a very Italian, Italian American household. Uh, Italian culture, Italian principles. It's okay to be loud. That's just who we are, right? Italians always say this. That's just who we are. We're loud. No, no, no. It's an excuse. You know, it's just you just don't want to change. And I know because I used to be a very loud. I come in. You know, I came into a house. If I'm going to visit someone's house, you know I'm there because you're going to hear me. That's how loud I was. I still speak loud. I don't know if I could break that condition. I could break that conditioning down. I just haven't put the energy into it yet. But it's one of those things where. All these different stereotypes, I was that to a certain point. It was normal for me. And if it wasn't, and if I was in other groups that weren't like that, they were wrong. I would judge it in some way, shape, or form if I broke out of that. But we do this in so much more aspects. And and with our evolutionary process of our minds, it's the reinforcements of conditioning of the process. The reinforcements of showing this to be true. And this is how we continue to build our confirmation bias. And we keep doing this over and over thinking these people are bad. These are good. When I wrote my book, Decoding the Matrix, one of the things that I didn't put in there terminology wise, and I kind of did it on purpose in some way as I look back at it now, because I knew I want, I thought about putting the word confirmation bias and how the matrix creates the biasness in different ways and how it programs our programs are mind. But then I was like, ah, I don't want to put that in there. Um, I want to keep it simple. And I'm happy I did. But it's one of the things that one of the aspects is when, when you have the reinforcement of learned associations is that when you have a belief system, it happens between ages zero and seven, that's going to affect your life and program your subconscious mind kind of dictates the path. You're going to have learned associations built in because you're going to keep reinforcing that belief to be true, because as long as you hold on to the belief, which you don't realize that you did take that on, um, you're reinforcing that belief to be true over and over. And until you change that belief, until you change that confirmation bias on that kind of process, you'll be stuck in that process and see the same thing over and over and over and over again. And so one of the key factors when it comes to your life is understanding that we all have confirmation bias. I'm going to dive into deeper stuff in the next episode when I come back on for a part two and a part three to break down these concepts more and how to start. But my first part is just to become aware. Understand that you have confirmation bias. I have confirmation bias. It Just because we have it doesn't mean we can't break out of it and see things differently. Understand that, one, you're never always, you're not right. We're just doing things less wrong. We may have less wrong of a choice or a decision. Always be willing to stay open-minded and look at other options. Play the devil's advocate if you have to. This can help you challenge what you're seeing and see it from a different angle. If you're in politics or if you're in sports and you're fighting against each other's teams and rivals, you know, I come from Chicago and supposedly one of the things is, and I've always heard this, you can't be a Sox, Chicago Cubs fan and a Chicago White Sox fan. You have to choose. Well, who tells me I have to choose? There's no written book in that. I lie chair for both teams. And I've always been mocked for that from time to time, especially when I've seen meet somebody from Chicago. But that's my choice. You don't tell me what I can and cannot do. So I just see things from a broader perspective, but when you're looking at sports or you're looking at politics or religions, instead of putting up your belief in confirmation bias to what you think it may be or how it's wrong, or you feel threatened, that's another one. Sometimes people don't understand something else. And so they feel threatened. So they go into defense mode without even giving a chance to listen. And it's amazing. Like I said, the last kingdom I was watching when there was a, a, a witch or a sorcerer and the the king needed some herbs to heal his stomach. And the queen was like, no, she's a heathen. I don't get into that witchery stuff and blah, blah, blah. But the, the king was like, but no, it actually has been helping me. Maybe there's something we can unite here. And that's what this will do is it stops us from having that confirmation bias and helps us connect and unite more. To me, this is human collective collaboration or abundance of energy coming together. And the more we can focus on that, the more we can change things. So that's what I got for you guys today. I think this was insightful. hope you found it insightful. Um, and you know share some share some stories with me. you know, reach out, send an email, find me on socials and reach out, send an email. just let me know what you thought. And, uh, you know, if you have some troubles with this and things you want to work through, let me know. And if in business, if you want to learn how to become more aware of your confirmation biases and learn how to break through, this is what's holding you back from elevating. Let's have a conversation. I have one spot available for uh, coming up in June. For coaching. Um, So if you are really looking to radically change your life, let's have that conversation and let's dive deep into that discussion. This is Dr. Vic with the Lifeful Experiment. Appreciate you guys until next time